thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 65 Since brass, nor stone, nor earth, nor boundless sea, but sad mortality o'ersways their power, how with this rage shall beauty hold a plea, whose action is no stronger than a flower? Oh, how shall summer's honey breath hold out against the wreckful siege of battling, battering days, when rocks impregnable are not so stout, nor gates of steel so strong that time decays? O oh, fearful meditation, where, alack, shall time's best jewel from the time's chest lie hid? Or, what strong hand can hold his swift foot back, or who his spoil of beauty can forbid? Oh, none, unless this miracle have might, that in black ink my love may still shine bright. Cool. Sonnet 65. I thought that was going to be a nice one to read, but I just I just fumbled it, and I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, you're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets, and I am joined by the somewhat slightly smirking... Thierry Helis. I'm, I'm just, th- just reading that sonnet. It sounds a bit like you're drunk. Every word in that sonnet is unexpected. Yes. There's just no natural flow to this. Even even in the first line, you're like, since brass. And, and then you're expecting since brass or this or that. It's nor, which is something, it's just, yeah, you don't quite expect it. That's how this sonnet should be summed up. You don't quite expect it. But it's well, nice... that's that sonnet sixty-five done. Yes, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> it's quite a nice sonnet, though. It's I think it's got quite a nice meaning and ring to it. Do you not? Do you agree? It's. It. it I don't know. I can't quite decide. <laughs> it's. I mean, the, the rhythm of it is so weird that I just can't quite decide whether I like it or not. Okay. There's a lot of ack sounds in it. Rackful, lack, back. It sounds very aggressive, just, just hearing it. I think it is meant to be aggressive. I mean, it, um, how with this rage shall beauty hold a plea whose action is no stronger than a flower? Oh, how shall summer's honey breath hold out against the wreckful siege of battering days when rocks impregnable are not so stout? It would be a good one. I think if 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 I could act at all, um, it would be a good one to learn and, and have as a kind of uh, audition piece. I stand in the middle of uh, Coin Street or High Street and just, just shout it at people. <laughs> stand stand next to the token Jesus guy and shout sonnets. <laughs> that's that's not someone who believes in a token Jesus. That's it's the it's in, he. There's always he is, one. On there's Street. always someone who shout, shouts about Jesus. Yeah, some really interesting. There used to be one who did like a fake magic trick by by talking about things, and he put various pieces of wood up on a board, uh, and he'd talk about. It. And each each individual bit had a re- a reference, and and then once he'd finished his five minute story, it spout Jesus across the board, uh, mm. and that was meant to show how it all came together, uh, and it was very <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, there used to be a man who used to sing into a toy microphone as well on Queen Street. That's, that's wow yeah see cardiff it's crazy crazy cardiff it, and then it is is ninja still about the guy who plays jamaican steel drums but on all the bins in cardiff all the bins in cardiff are metal and have a metal top so he plays like steel drums on the top of them 
Has I been. haven't seen him in a while. He's mental. I think he's always off his head on coke. Well, he might not be. That's the impression I get. He just maybe he'd done so much coke that that's just his state now <laughs> well you just you see someone hammering on the top of a metal bin with two drumsticks and you tend to go they're on drugs it's just where your brain goes anyway um <laughs> something 65 i i i'm going to put my foot down i like this one we like this one Thierry. do we, we do, do we mark yes we do. really yes I think it's nice. Oh, fearful meditation, where, alack, shall time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Or what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? Or who his spoil of beauty can forbid? Oh, none unless this miracle have might, that in black ink my love shall still shine bright. I love which, which, again, he's saying, everything dies, <laughs> but my poetry will live on forever. <laughs> yeah, that is what he's saying. I mean, saying. That's, that's essentially what he says. I mean... What 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 can stop? Was it Charles Times West from that? What uh, hold his swift foot back? So who who can stop time? Who 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 his spoil of beauty can forbid? How, who can basically prevent time from from making stuff rotten wither away? Nothing, un- unless my miracle works, and then my my poetry and and, and my love will just just live on forever. Yeah, that that's pretty much what he's saying, and I suppose in a sense. He's true. I mean, if, if it's that it's that um, desert island discs that they do on Radio Four, and you get to everyone, it's I think it's the you know what book would you take with you if you were on a desert island? What music record would you take? And yeah, don't you go the Bible and Shakespeare's complete works? Yeah. You get automatically, automatically, and then you can choose another book to take with you. Yeah, and and I think it's I I think he is of that point. If if human civilization, if we had suddenly had five minutes a notice from an alien who came along saying we're going to blow up your world you've got five minutes get out one of the things that would be saved would be Shakespeare's complete works I, I think he is of that caliber and of that level now and well he, he's created most of the words <laughs> we use today well yeah I don't and know. quite a lot of the ideas that have been pervading theatre and movies and, and novels yeah. since Yes, and I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to say all of that originality came from him, but he definitely popularized it, if nothing else. So, so that that last line, that in black ink my love shall still shine bright, it does. I'm reading this off of a computer. It's still in black ink. It's, well, it's not ink, but it's still black text on screen. And I think but then he he didn't know that, no. unless he he was the narcissistic megalomaniac. I mean, just there were probably quite a lot of other poems that were written and probably are still written today about how that poem will live on forever, <laughs> and then and and how that love will be eternal. Yes, maybe. It just it just so happened that he is quite good at writing, and he did actually make it through the next four hundred years. Yeah, but so far it's it's holding true. Yeah. And and long may it, I think. Long long may school kids be forced to read his stuff and, and learn to hate it and then in later life come back to it and realise actually yeah, it's not that bad after all. It will get harder and harder to appreciate it because language will move further away from Shakespeare as time goes by. Yes, and and yeah, there's the... I mean, because you look at Chaucer now. Chaucer's quite hard 
It's very hard to read um, if you don't know why you're reading it. Chaucer, for those who don't know, is written in oldie English, um, where they, they taught in a very weird way. Can we get some segments of Chaucer up? Uh, what's a good which what's a good Chaucer poem? Which is one of the better ones? Um, there's, uh, there's the um, oh, the everyone knows the Knight's Tale, but that's a boring one. Um, who what's the one with the poker and the bum? That's awesome. I can't remember. I I read it when I was still in school, like ten years ago. It was the Miller's Tale, wasn't it? I can't. I I'm not sure I ever actually read. All of Chaucer, we did I, like extracts of it, and um... yes. Uh, so, so, uh, wow, this is actually someone's rewritten it in in English um, rather than old English translation. But the the end of it, um, that almost blinds poor Absalon, but he is ready with his hot iron and gets Nicholas right in the ass, taking off the last. Hand. Oh, it's boring in proper English. We want, I want old English. Where's the old English version? Uh, sorry, you you Phil, Phil, and I will find old English version. But we we have that with quite a lot of stuff. I mean, Beowulf is still considered an important story, and and that's that was old English as well, which is it's. I mean, it was contemporary English at the time, obviously. Yes, yeah, but, it would have been um, how people they they wouldn't have called it old English. I mean, two three hundred years from now, what we speak now will not be considered contemporary English. It'll be maybe still understandable to them but it'll certainly be weird mainly because by by that point it english will have probably have merged with quite a lot of other languages we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be talking like they talk on firefly but we'll have the uh, even though they did that completely wrong <laughs> yes they there's i mean for those of you who haven't seen firefly they 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 have the occasional chinese word that they throw in which is not how language works. You don't. If two languages mix, they become one language. You you don't just speak English and then occasionally swear in Chinese. You would just have a weird amalgamation between the two, as as English is today, really. Yeah. I mean, in- English is basically German, Celtic, French. It's all mixed together. Some Latin thrown in, some Norse. Yeah, it would be a mix. It would be a, a, a mix of languages or, or mushed together. Yeah. Um, there's a bit here from, from the Miller's Tale um, when dis- when Chaucer describes uh, what's in Nicholas's bedroom. Um, and you'll have to excuse my old English because I haven't done it in well over 15 years. But um, his almagasty and his books gear and small, his albri longi and his art... Has the Algenstone is laying fairy apart and shows a couch at his bed's head, and and it, it's basically he had lots of books, big and small, um, and a table big for art, um, and stones laid here and there and shelves at the head of his bed. But it, the language of it is is awesome. If I, and and you should go and find. And there's a wonderful pastiche of it by. Um, by by that comedian who likes to sing what's his name um to mention no other one bill bailey bill bailey yeah. and he does a, a chaucer going out on a pub crawl um <laughs> three men went to a pub and it, wow and gleefully they did a rub and, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's very very good um language is awesome <sighs> and and it's part of why 
I want to do these sonnets and want to go through them is to show that that language evolves and changes and it's awesome and if you just spend a little bit of time and and with Chaucer you just need to spend more time than you do on Shakespeare because it's it's one step removed but if you put the time in and spend the time it makes sense if you ever go to see a Shakespeare play the first 30 seconds a minute you'll be sat there going I don't understand what they're saying and then somehow your brain just tunes into it and it, it makes sense um, well, it is it is a language, it is a functioning language, and it is still close enough to what we speak today for your brain to go, oh, okay, that's how that one works. It's like a dialect, basically. Yeah. If you go, if you go to, I don't know, you hear a Geordie speak, or, or even someone from Glasgow, you won't understand what they're saying for like the first couple of minutes. <laughs> just if they're actually speaking in their proper thick accent, you just what? Just, I mean, you watch what's he called, Rapsy Nasbit. Yeah. If you watch that show and like the, every every single time it comes back on it's like the first five minutes i have to have subtitles on <laughs> and then and then suddenly it's just, it... just sort of yeah before it just clicks you go oh, okay that's they don't all speak like they speak in the valleys <laughs> and and if you're if you're watching yeah if you ever go to wales or scotland just just give them time your your brain will adjust and same with chaucer and same with shakespeare it, it, your brain adjusts our brains are wonderful things and and languages wonderful it's why i need to sit down with thierry some point and interview him about his polyglottism um, I, I can tell you all the words for butterfly in luxembourgish which which i oh hang on Did, are you, you told me um pimpumple was was that's one of them no 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 oh. pimpumple is one of the words for butterfly oh good okay <laughs> i remember that one uh kaiser is hedgehog that's that's hedgehog oh what was the other one for for butterfly Oh, well, I don't know. I can't uh, remember. Uh, uh, Piperlick. Piperlick. I don't think yeah. you taught me that one. Piperlick. That's why I don't and remember then, that. I can't remember. There's another one. There's Milamola as well, which is also butterfly. We have a lot of words for butterfly. Did you Did you have a lot of butterflies in Luxembourg? Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah, they're not as if they're we're everywhere. Just, 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 <laughs> there's just a lot of different versions. We don't have a word for to love, though. So oh, that's that, you... that explains my cynicism. <laughs> So what would you say then? You What's... can't. You can't say I love you. Okay. So is there? Is you there only, a? You can only say I like you. Does, but in Luxembourgish, does the language allow the concept of love, even if it doesn't have a word for it? I guess in the concept. We have we have one for the the, the noun love. Okay. But not for the verb. Okay. So you can be in love, but. You yeah, you can you can be in love. There's actually a word for in love, but not for to love. That's really interesting. We don't have that emotion. It goes too far. <laughs> yes, you you, you you well you can't develop it. You, you're either yeah, in it or yeah. you're not, and those are the only two options. <laughs> none none of this none of this. I think I'm falling for you, teenage angsty rubbish. There is. I mean, the, I'm not sure when it started. A few years ago, I, I'm pretty sure I was still a teenager. People have. St- well, at least the young people started using the German word as a loan word, just just to somehow be able to express that emotion. Aww. But there isn't actually a Luxembourgish word for it. That's quite sad. Oh, we should we should start a campaign, a Kickstarter for a Luxembourgish word for a verb of love. <laughs> I think we should. Me and you. And I. We- it, it, it'll just mainly be us getting money and then maybe putting up one poster in a public square somewhere. <laughs> Going, this is the word for to love. 
in English. The poster would be in English. And obviously we have to talk loudly and slowly. So it's going to be in caps with a full stop after every word. This So is... people understand us. Yeah. Wow. Oh, excellent. Would you like to, to read us out um, after that? I, I like how much we actually talked about this sonnet. We, we stayed on track for this one. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't wander off at all. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sonnet 65. Since brass, nor stone, nor earth, no boundless sea, but sad mortality, always sways their power. How with this rage shall beauty hold a plea, whose action is no stronger than a flower? Oh, how shall summer's honey breath hold out, against the wreckful siege of battering days, when rocks impregnable are not so stout, nor gates of steel so strong, but time decays? O oh, fearful meditation, where, alack, shall time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Or what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? I read that one really weirdly. (laughs) (laughs) Who can hold the foot back? (laughs) Oh, it's like a little child holding onto time's foot going, don't go to work today, daddy. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Or what strong hand can hold his foot back? There's a really... Oh, what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? Can hold his swift foot back. Oh, what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? Oh, who his spoil of beauty can forbid? Oh, none, unless this miracle have might, that in black ink my love may still shine bright. Excellent. I am so good at reading these sonnets. You are, you are amazing. Especially when you compare to the beginning when you were terrible on sonnets, you know, the first 10, 20 or so. You you were, were <laughs> awful with them. Oh, hang on, no. I'm talking in opposites now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Maybe this is, it's, what's the opposite of a hyperbole? The, is it parable where uh, it goes down? Parabola. Parabola, that's the word. Uh-huh. But but um, I'll, I'll go back you just, up again. You stopped caring, is what it was, Gary. That's 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 it. I really don't give a damn about Billy. Poor old Bill, shaky. <laughs> that was um, Sonnet sixty five. Um, and and I've been Mark Chatterley. You can follow me on Twitter at Nuffkin or uh, follow In Ear Entertainment at In Ear Ent. And I've been Jerry Healers, and you can follow me at Sound of Seagulls, and only that one. You should do. He's awesome. He's very, very clever. I am very awesome. Uh, And we shall see you again (laughs) next time for Sonnet 66. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com